Alright, hey everybody. Welcome. I don't know. I don't know if I feel like doing this show right now, to be honest with you. But you know what? That's okay. I will do it. I'll suck it up because <clears throat> that's what people do when they're mature. So, hello. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those of you guys who think that working with your spouse is always like chocolate and strawberries, you know. Just so you know, it's not. Alright, anyway. <clears throat> so, the question I have for you is, what, what would you do if your Bible was taken away from you? This is a legit question. You know why? Because all over the world, people have to fight to get the Bible. And when they do, sometimes the Bible gets confiscated from them right so and, and, and let's just be honest right most of you out there you have a gazillion bibles in your house and you don't read them and you don't pay any attention to what the word says because if you did you would your life would be different yeah it would. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about that a little bit and i'm also going to share with you a lot of crappy news yeah, there's a lot of crap happening in the church right now, and you should know about it. Because if it bleeds, it leads. You know, I mean, why not tell you all the crap going on in the church? Because uh, it's so edifying to the body. And whenever we've tried to do a show that's just on good news, d does anybody tune in for it? No. Mm -mm, no. Because it's good news. We don't want to talk about good news because good news is so boring, right? Like this music. I mean, you like the music? Is it mood setting to you? Yeah, okay. All right. All right. If life had a soundtrack, this would be it, wouldn't it? All right. So, did you know that one in every three churches gets robbed? Did you know that? Yeah, you probably didn't because, you know, you don't research this stuff like I do. Did you know that political correctness comes to the CIA? Probably not. Did you know that Josh Duggar was released even though he uh, had a hardcore child porn on his computer? Nice, huh? You probably didn't know that, did you? Did you know that the Chinese Communist Party shut down Bible apps recently. Well, if you didn't, now you do. <laughs> My job is complete. No, just kidding. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Now that the music is over and I'm calmed down a little bit, I am going to cover the news. Yeah, I am. Okay. So, uh, I want to make sure that's off probably off there okay <laughs> and if you're watching the show for the first time welcome so glad that you're here today yeah you you hit you hit one in a like probably thousands of episodes where I'm irritated with my husband at the top of the show but you know what that's all right you know people who watch us all the time they know that for the most part I'm always touting how great Bearface is how much I love him and stuff and he's super cute and everything but there is a 
occasionally trouble in paradise. Although we're not really in paradise, but whatever. Anyway. <sighs> and Randall produces the show. He's the one that makes me look good. He puts the names up. He puts all that stuff down there. You know, and you can go look at it. If you're listening to our podcast, however, I want to say thank you because our podcast audience has recently grown a lot. And so if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. I would love it if you emailed me uh, at stacyharp at gmail.com to let me know where you're listening, what podcast platform you're listening on, because we're, we're on a whole bunch. So I would love it if you told me where you're listening, because that gives me an idea of what, what platforms are being um, effective, right? So please do that. Go to, our, go to our website, biblenewsradio.com. Go to the contact me page and just send me an email in there and tell me, tell me what you think. Um, especially if you've only been listening for a short time. You know, I want you to do that for me, okay? Also, don't forget, there are other things that we can do together. We can, uh, we can text you to let you know when the show starts. If you join our text message list, all you got to do is text Bible News, that's one word together, to 33222. I will send you out a text message. Those of you who are all watching right now, you probably got it. That's why you're listening because, you know, YouTube and every place hides us. So, but they can't interfere with our text message. So that's why we have that. So text Bible News to 33222. If you're somebody who wants support and help with Bible reading accountability, then text Team Unstuck to that same number, 33222. Team Unstuck. Just like, you know, we're a team of people, you know, we're teammates but we're unstuck. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Although some of us want to be stuck, right? But Team Unstuck, what that is, is that is a list where I will text you every single day and ask you, where are you reading in God's word today? Because I want to know, because it's a way to be accountable with where you're reading. Uh, so today, earlier today, actually, I had an interesting conversation with uh, Pastor Louis, Louis Giglio uh, from Passion Church down there in Atlanta, and uh, we will play that interview soon. We're not going to play it tonight, but we, we will play it soon. And one of the things that we touched on in that interview was memorizing God's Word, uh, reading the Word, and, you know, how to, you know, overcome those defeating thoughts in your head that that uh, like to attack us sometimes when things are tough. But, you know, we'll play that later. All right, so that's, those are our, our, our updates. And now let's get to the main question of the day, which is, what would you do if your Bible was taken away? You know, this is a topic that I have um, talked about numerous times before. And it's a, it's a topic that Christians in America, frankly, don't take serious enough. Because we have freedom for now here in America. We, we can go anywhere online. We can go to even bookstores locally. Like we have, I have a local bookstore. We can go to garage sales. We can go to Goodwill and always find a Bible, right? I mean, there's Bibles everywhere. Um, and we don't, think a, we don't think a second thing about it. But the reality is is that that's not the case everywhere. Uh, the reality is that there are people in the world who still have never heard the gospel. There are people in the world who don't own their own Bible. And there are people in the world who would die and who are praying for a Bible. Uh, having covered Christian persecution for a long time, uh, for, for a very large ministry to the persecuted church, one of the things I can tell you is that... Um, Often in the underground church, like in China, one of the things that they do is they will get a, a Bible sent to them or they'll get a couple of pages, like a letter written or, you know, a couple of pages out of that. And they'll pass that page to somebody. They'll copy it 
and then they'll pass that page to somebody else and they'll copy it. In fact, one of the challenges I gave many years ago was this. If you want to see what it's like to have a Bible that the persecuted church has, what I would do, what I, what I would encourage you to do, and you can even do it tonight or do it tomorrow, take one page out of your Bible, handwrite that page, shut your Bible, put it on a shelf, and for the next week, read that one page that you wrote. Because that's the only Bible that a lot of believers have. Um, so when Bibles became digital, you know, it was interesting because one of the things I saw, especially with the persecuted church, was how ministries in America uh, were able then to get digital Bibles sent to Christians all over the place. So um, they they have done, done it on thumb drives and they've done it on, you know, just like different types of radios that have the Bible all on it uh, because you can literally put the whole Bible on a, you know, a, ch a chip and, and there it is. It doesn't take up a whole lot of room, but it can go places where it couldn't go before, you know, before everybody had these big scrolls, you know, and stuff. So, um, so we take the Bible for granted. Uh, one of my goals tonight is to help you not to do that because, you know, right now in China, um, they are shutting down Bible apps. And so we're going to look at this article uh, that Randall brought up. It's, it's titled, Chinese Communist Party Shuts Down Bible Apps, Christian WeChat Accounts Under New Crackdown Policies. Um, and, you know, just so you know, China is a communist nation. The underground church in China is probably the largest church in the world. Um, and what I can also tell you is that the biggest Bible printing press called Amityville Press is actually in China. Uh, so they are surrounded by God's word, but the Chinese, they, you know, they want you to worship them in the government. That's what they want. They want you to worship their dictator, which, you know, if you don't, you end up in consecration camp in, you know, a lot of different places like in China. So, in a mission to clamp down the spread of Christianity in China, the Chinese Communist government shut down Bible mobile apps and censored Christian-backed social media accounts and popular chat app WeChat on Saturday. This is indicative of an ever-tightening grip of bureaucratic regulations targeting faith workers occurring in the country. According to International Christian Concern, uh, Father Francis Liu of the Chinese Christian Fellowship of Righteousness said in a tweet that several Christian WeChat pages, including Gospel League and Life Quarterly, were no longer accessible online. Anyone attempting to reach such accounts are greeted with the following message. We received report that this account violates the Internet User Public Account Information Services Management provisions, and its account has been blocked and suspended. Bible apps have also been banned from China's Apple's app store and hard copy Bibles are no longer eligible for purchase online. International Christian Concern said that in China, Bible apps can only be assessed with the aid accessed with the aid of a VPN. Another indication of the repression is the sale of books that support President however you say this guy's name, ideas and communist philosophy and bookstores operated by the state-sanctioned three self-churches. And just so you know, the, the three self-church is the communist church. It's the state-run church where they actually tell their pastors what to talk about from the pulpit. It's a, it's a propaganda arm. That's basically all it is. Um. ICC noted that even their WeChat accounts are turning into propaganda channels for CCP. New religious regulations issued by China's State Administration for Religious Affairs went into force on Saturday. Christian Post reports Catholic bishops must be certified and ordained by the state-sanctioned Chinese Catholic Bishops Conference, according to Article 16 of the regulations in Chapter 3. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest. I don't, I don't feel like reading the rest of this. But the point is, you got the point, right? The point is, is that if they're doing it in China, they're going to do it here at some point. And mark my words, and I don't say this, um, I don't say this um, to scare you, but I say it because I know it's absolutely true. 
our current administration is a socialist administration, right? I mean, we have Joe Biden and Harris, who are the current heads of our nation, albeit I think illegitimately, but that's just me and a millions of other people who think Donald Trump actually won the thing, but whatever, the bygones. The point is, God's allowed this to happen. The socialist government that they want America to become, they're implementing it right now. Yesterday, in case you didn't know this, was the National Day of Prayer. And interestingly, in the proclamation for the National Day of Prayer, the current president uh, didn't even address the issue at hand. You can go read it yourself pretty pathetic. We went from a pro-life president who actually honored the sanctity of human life and marched with pro-lifers to the current man who I believe has dementia in the office, uh, who I don't believe is a Christian at all. I don't think there's any evidence whatsoever that he is. And I know for a fact the woman who's our vice president isn't either. And uh, what I want to tell you is that these people want to do everything that they can to silence the church. And if the Equality Act gets passed, guess what? It's going to happen. Well, it won't happen. It won't, it won't silence the actual church because the real church is going to stand up and be persecuted. Okay. But it will silence the churchgoer and it will silence the person who does not have a relationship with Jesus and all they're there, you know, they, 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 they look at church as a, a social club, right? You know, or a country club, which frankly, a lot of churches do. So that, that is, that is something that's very real. And here's the thing though, if 6% of people surveyed who are Christians actually hold a biblical worldview, meaning six out of 100 people say, hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what I say. You know, I think I'll live according to what the Bible says, and that matches up. Then we're in trouble, right? I mean, we've already, we, we've been a postmodern country for quite some time here. But the reality is, if you're serious about your faith, you're going to probably live in a day and an age where you're going to get persecuted for your faith. And it might not be tomorrow. It might not be in 10 years. It might not even be in 20 years. It might be your grandchildren that get to deal with it. I don't know. But what I do know is that one surefire way they can't take God's word from you is if you memorize it. And so, you know, I, I've been kind of talking about that for the last couple of uh, months um, because for me, it has become a daily practice to go in and to review the word of God and to memorize it. It's really not that hard. <laughs> you can turn on a song and listen to the lyrics five million times and have it memorized. Some of you go to the movies five million times and you memorize the whole movie. Some of you have your favorite book that you memorize. I mean, there, there's, there's, it's the only way you can't memorize something is if you don't try to, right? And yet, I have to tell you that that if you actually invest the time to memorize God's word, it is going to change you because you're going to have your thoughts change. You know, everybody, and this, this is what drives me nuts. Okay, and I am going to vent just here just slightly. There have been a gazillion books written on the topic of uh, changing your mind, Right. How do we overcome the enemy within us? You know, I mean, you know, uh, how do we overcome those negative, horrible thoughts in our head? You know, uh, you know, uh, how do we overcome addiction and stuff like that? How do we overcome all that stuff? And you know what? You know, what's taken away is is people don't give God God's word the credit. They don't. They're like, well, if you just do this, this and this, then you do this. If you journal, if you you know, turn on happy music, if you veg out in front of Netflix, if you play your favorite video game, if you watch lots of baseball, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, veg out at to distract your mind, to change your mind from whatever it's at. 
it works temporarily, but there's no eternal change. But when you're memorizing God's word, there is. When you memorize God's word, it literally renews your mind and it changes your mind. That's why I love hearing people's testimonies because when they come to Jesus and Jesus comes into their life and they begin to get Jesus's words into their heart, they, their lives changed. I, I have a friend, his name's Dave, David, and um, he, he's a, he's a pastor actually now, he's a pastor um, in California. And, and many years ago, um, when Randall and I were going to this church in California, uh, David was sitting in a church service and the pastor was talking about uh, feeding the poor or something. And he went up to the pastor afterwards. He said, hey, you know, how come our church isn't doing that or whatever? And, and, and I'm probably messing the story up, but this is what I remember. And the pastor's like, well, I don't know. Why don't you do something about it? <laughs> so David... His last name is Tersini, Dave Tersini. He decided that he was, he would, him and his wife, Tina, decided they were going to go down and they were going to go to the homeless shelter on the weekend and they were going to make chili dogs and root beer floats. Every weekend he would go spend his own money at Costco or wherever it was he went to buy the ice cream, the root beer, and the chili dogs. And he would go and he would, um, he would hang out at the, Homeless, the homeless place, and then people, and he he set up a table. He brought a camping stove, and him and his wife and some volunteers would go and serve the people that came down. And he didn't, you know, he didn't like make them sit through an hour message either. He actually set up the table, fed them, and then slowly um, changed. You know, watched the lives of these people get changed. Um, but prior to all that, Dave, David was a drug addict and the man was a drug dealer. He made lots of money dealing illegal drugs. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, one day he was at his job at a nursery, a plant nursery. And um, I'm, he, he went out to a parking lot. There was a car that had a license plate or a bumper sticker on it that has said something about Jesus on it. And he, he followed the person out who to that car and he asked the person about the gospel based on that bumper sticker on his car. And that person shared the gospel. He got radically saved. You know, the thing I remember about Dave though, is that when Randall and I would go to his house at night, every single night he would be sitting at his kitchen table with his Bible open and he'd have his journal and he would literally be studying God's word for hours and hours and hours. Um, and today, you know, many years later, he, his wife has died and gone to be home, but, but he is a pastor still. Um, and he is an example of somebody that I know has had his mind renewed because he took the time to invest studying God's word, memorizing it, hiding it in his heart, sharing it, being, you know, obsessed with it. And people are like, well, I don't have, I don't have the desire to read God's word. <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you why. Because you're not in God's word. So like, if you're like me, you love chocolate, right? Okay. So the more I eat chocolate, the more I want chocolate. I mean, that's just a, a reality, right? The more I eat chocolate, the more I want it because I love it. It tastes so good, right? But the reality is for me, chocolate bugs me. It bugs my tongue. It bugs me. It, I'm, it's got dairy in it. And, you know, I probably should never eat it, but I do still. I admit it. But what I've noticed is that when I stop eating chocolate, I feel better. <laughs> and so... The funny thing is, is, well, I feel better when I don't do this. So, you know, that's the thing. But if I ate chocolate, and I want more chocolate. I'm going to get more chocolate. It's the same thing with God's word. The more you eat it, the more you ingest it, the more you read it, the more you're going to want to read it because you're like, ah, oh, wow, I saw this. I saw that. I didn't know that was in there. And then when you read it a lot, then 
you're going to want to memorize it because you're going to want to remember what you read. And you're like, oh my gosh, now I want to memorize this because I don't want to forget it. So that's why I recommend going to BibleMemory.com. That's a great website. I want you to check it out. Um, BibleMemory.com. It's pretty self-explanatory. If you go there, you can set up a free account and you can download an app. It's free. You can set up a free account and just start memorizing scripture with BibleMemory.com. If you want to pay for the version uh, that you can record audio and stuff, then you can do a couple of things. You can download the app. I think it's a $10 app, $9.99. Download that. You can use the coupon code SWEET if you'd like. That will save you 20% or you can use the coupon code Bible News. I don't care. You can use either one of those. It will save you 20% on that app, which is like two bucks. So you can get it for eight bucks. And then you can you can audio, you can record audio and listen to it a lot. And, it, and it, it's just so helpful. So a lot of you guys know that um, a couple of weeks back, um, I shared with you a video of me trying to memorize scripture. Um, and it was meant to be an encouragement to you because, because if I can do it, you can do it. But I didn't show you the end result. I showed you the process, <laughs> which is sometimes ugly, just so you know. Um, <laughs> but is it really? The answer is no, it's not really ugly because if, if you're learning, learning is never ugly, especially when it comes to God's word. So, you know, you're trying something, you're, you're getting a verse in, you're getting a word in, you're getting a couple words, you're like, oh, now I can make a connection. But the more you think about it, the more it's in your heart. And so there's nothing bad about that. Well, since the time I shared that video with you a couple of weeks to memorize the Aleph stanza, which is the first eight verses of Psalm 119, I'm now through the first 24 verses. Okay. And that's taken me a while to do, but it's possible. And I did it with the Bible memory app. I did it by creative ways that I'm remember stuff and you can too. And I just want to encourage you because look, we see this stuff happening in China. We have a socialist government that's being put in place. There is going to be a one world government at some point in the history of the world. It will happen. Um, and so if you want to protect the word of God in your life, I, I exhort you and encourage you to memorize it because they're not going to be able to take that away from you unless they kill you or give you brain damage. And even then, God, God has his ways where he can, you know, help you to always remember your word, even if they give you brain damage, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so that is my, my word to you is to stop playing around with God, you know, and, and stop thinking that it's not going to happen because at some point it may happen. And it's better to be prepared than to not be prepared. And, you know, there's so many scriptures that talk about being prepared in God's word, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, recently Randall and I, we went through this situation where we, we were iced in again for another week a couple of months ago. And we have survival food. And we had to tap into that survival food. If we didn't have it, we probably wouldn't have eaten as much as we did because, you know, we had some of that food. It's the same thing. You know, a lot of Christians are surviving on the food that they memorized when they were children or a lot younger, and they're not taking in anything new. You're, you're, not, take, you're not taking in anything new because you, you think that just because you know John 3.16, you're good, but you're not. Just so you know, I'm here to tell you that, so... Um, there you go. That's all I got to say on that. Does my handsome hunky husband want to add anything? I'm not sure that I can. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah, that's it. I'm doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Well, then in that case, uh, let's go to um, talk about the CIA article. Okay.
You guys got to hear this. Political correctness comes to the CIA. I have to I have to hat tip Janet Parcel for tweeting this. That's how I learned about it. So, um, says here, the Central Intelligence Agency is always looking to recruit new agents and advertising is one way it has done so in the past. The difference this time is in a newly created series of recruitment videos that reflect the spirit of the age in which we live rather than appealing to abilities and patriotism. The videos seem to suggest that the super secret agency has been infiltrated not by spies from Russia, China, or Al-Qaeda, or Qaeda, however you say that, but rather a subtler and nearly invisible enemy. That would be the infiltration by woke liberals whose primary goal appears to be the undermining of every tradition and institution from Disneyland's Snow White Ride. The famous kiss scene by the prince has been deemed sexually aggressive because Ms. White is unconscious and cannot give consent, so it will be reimagined, to America's foremost intelligence agency <sighs> you're not gonna believe this people the latest cia video features a latina officer who identifies as a cisgender millennial even the word cisgender is so new that my spell check does not yet recognize it the video is part of a new series called humans of cia designed to attract a more diverse pool of candidates from the script i am a woman of color I am a mom, I am a cisgender millennial who has been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. Really? What else could it be? WebMD defines anxiety disorders. They're a group of mental illnesses that cause constant and overwhelming anxiety and fear. The excessive anxiety can make you avoid work, school, family get-togethers, and other social situations that might trigger or worsen your symptoms. Forget the other stuff. Why would the CIA be fined with an agent suffering from such a malady? Some conservatives immediately began mocking the video. Senator Ted Cruz uh, of Texas said, If you're a Chinese communist or an Iranian mullah or Kim Jong-un, would this scare you? We've come a long way from Jason Bourne. Uh, this was a reference to the character in spy movies, not to mention the real-life drama Virginia Hall, whose World War II exploits for British, French, and American intelligence are chronicled in a book by Sonia Purnell titled A Woman of No Importance. Donald Trump Jr. joined the mock fest when he tweeted that the agency has gone full woke. China and Russia love this and are laughing their you-know-what-off. Trump Jr. added, wokeness is a kind of twisted psyop, psychological operations. <laughs> a spy agency would invent to destroy a country from inside out. Such operations have tradi traditionally been used to influence the reasoning and emotions of people, strategy now full-blown in America. The late historian Will Durant, Durant had the definitive statement about what happens to nations that ignore traditions and policies that have worked in the past. A great civilization is not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself within. An even higher authority preached, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 of the New Living Translation. The Biden administration is weakening America from inside out, especially by ignoring the crisis at our southern border. border. Wokeness is spreading at least as fast as COVID-19 ever could. Unlike the virus, there is no vaccination for this moral and intellectual pandemic. The CIA has had problems in its past, but none as serious as this if it continues to succumb to wokeness, the I in its acronym will stand for insanity. There you go, people. <sighs> you can't make this up. Just so you know, you cannot make that up. All right. Your comment. Yes. What do you want to say? Me? Yeah, you. It's, it's just, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. I mean, it began, you know, with, we had a beef, br brief reprieve, 
Say that ten times fast. Brief that repeat. Ten, pre- yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> brief reprieve. So we had a brief reprieve. Mm-hmm. The Trump administration with the sexual anarchy allowance in the U.S. military. You know, began began to week with don't ask, don't tell. Then it was open homosexuals serving in the military, and then it was then a temporary ban, and now we're back to whatever you. Whatever you want to, you know, however you want to express your gender or your sexuality is is good. You know, because that's the most important thing. The U.S. military, of all things, rather than providing for the common defense, ought to be a place where everyone can feel welcome. And the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, the same thing. Rather than um, keeping up on information that is that is important to the security of this nation is more important that it's a diverse workforce of of people that can be anything they want to be um and i don't mean just physically i mean i'm i'm all for diverse and in colors and in actual gender but whatever you know i can <laughs> it's like <laughs> the video on this cisgender whatever with generalized anxiety or disorder and who cares that would be an asset to security of this country it, it, it makes us feel good and and it builds community in in, in government and in, you know, it builds a diverse community and i'm okay for a diverse community in your whatever at your neighborhood parks or whatever but when it comes to the security of the United States, be it the U.S. military, the CIA, you know, whatever goes on in your bedroom, whatever that is, that should be not at the table, whatever. You come here and, and you know, you're on the job. And, and it, it shouldn't, you can be whatever you want, but just don't bring it here, you know, because that's not what they're there for. Uh, but to make it a, a matter of recruiting, and this is who we are, it's just... Well, it's a way to just destroy the military. Oh, yeah, it is, it is. Oh, it's it just is. destroying the country from within by people from within, trying to uh, bring it down so they can, so to create a vacuum for the global governance to rush in. All right, those are my comments. So I'm going to bring up another topic, and, um, and it's really not related to anything that... Um, that we did and that's the vaccine okay i'm gonna um uh so barb has been sending me some email so welcome to the listener segment of the show (laughs) barb i know you're watching so uh so i gotta i gotta say thank you for sending me some email so let me let me um let me point you to a couple of resources, first of all, okay? So, I know a lot of you have been vaccinated because of the COVID-19 virus, okay? And that's your prerogative to do that, okay? Everybody has a right to what they wanna do and they have reasons for it. I think personally, it's an individual choice. I don't think government should mandate this. Um, and I do think that, you know, that everybody has their reason, right? So we can't, we cannot judge one another for this. But I will say that for Randall and me, we're not doing it. Um, I haven't been vaccinated in years. In fact, I can't remember the last time I was vaccinated, probably when I was a baby or a child. Um, I have I have very serious concerns about the vaccination and um, for a lot of reasons. My number one reason is I don't trust the government. I don't trust I don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. I don't trust I just don't trust, period. I don't trust. (laughs) I'm not a truster. I just, you know, I am not paranoid. I'm informed and you guys are all informed too. But, you know, I took a, um, 
uh, a kind of a, a poll of my friends on Facebook. And one of the questions that I asked was, and I'm not bringing up the answers just so you know, but one of the questions that I asked was, um, if you've had the vaccine, have you had any adverse reactions to it? Um, and I would say probably three quarters of the people that answered my question did. Um, now, does that mean that this is the mark of the beast or anything? <laughs> I don't go that far. Just so you know, I'm not going that far. Uh, there are some people that are, and I'm not one of those people. What I will say is that when I step back and I look at the last year and how Bill Gates and the World Health Federation were doing these run-throughs of how to deal with a worldwide pandemic before it officially broke, um... And when I look at Bill Gates, who, by the way, just announced him and his wife are getting divorced uh, after 20, what, seven years or something, 29 years, something like that, 28 years. Um, when I look at the fact that part of Bill Gates's goal is to wipe out large, large parts of the population, you know, uh, this man is evil as evil can go. OK, he advocates for abortion. He advocates for for genocide, right? They've done it in Africa and various other places in the world. That is not made up. It's a fact. It's genocide. When I look at the fact that these people who kind of control the, the world currencies and, and all this other stuff, that their goal is to reduce the world's population so that they even have more control one of the best and most convenient ways that they can do it is is by vaccines, right? And if you know anything about vaccines, and I'm sure some of you know way more about them than I do, because I'm not a doctor, um, you will know that there has been extensive research showing that children who have been vaccinated end up with autism and a whole bunch of other things, Right? And they've done these studies. They, they have done studies where the children who've been vaccinated have all these issues and those who haven't are, are normal and fine and they don't have any issues. That's been documented. That's not conspiracy theory. That's not tinfoil. That's a fact. Um, the problem is that just like in the world of psychology where good research gets hidden and suppressed and not published by the mainstream, um, not everybody sees this because they won't let it be seen. So then you have alternative media and you have people who've been trying to, you know, be a whistleblower or whatever, bring it out. And these people have been threatened um, and, you know, put in jail and harassed and, and other things because they bring this stuff to light. Well, you know, Pastor J.D. JD Farag, who is a Calvary Chapel pastor, he pastors a church in Hawaii um, I had the blessing of interviewing him a couple years ago at a prophecy conference. I didn't know who he was at the time, which is kind of funny. But ever since I interviewed him, um, I, I listened to his messages. And every week he does what he, he recalls it a Bible prophecy update. Um, on his YouTube channel, you can, well, actually, if you go to jdfarag.com, I think it is, jdfarag.com. It might be .org, but I think it's .com, jdfarag.com. If you go there, you can actually watch his videos. He's been banned a little bit already on YouTube and Facebook, so he's he takes his full messages, and now he has them hosted on his own site and all that, so they can't be removed. He did a message um, a couple weeks ago titled, I don't know what it was titled, um, propaganda, I think is what it was titled. Um, and in that he cites a documentary titled Hitler's dot Propaganda org. Machine. It's dot, dot org. Yeah. Okay. So it's jdfarag.org. J-D-F-A-R-A-G.org. Um, but he, he cites a documentary titled, uh, Hitler's Propaganda Machine, which if you watch it, you'll see exactly how Hitler did what he did in Germany, which is exactly what they're doing here. He also has an article titled 10 Stages of Genocide. Uh, and he pointed out in his message three articles 
with these titles, How White Evangelicals' Vaccine Refusal Could Prolong the Pandemic. We already talked about that. Why the Pathway to Ending the Pandemic Runs Through the Evangelical Church and Pastor Reveals the Reasons Behind COVID Vaccine Hesitancy in the Evangelical Community. And the the pastor that they cited there was Russell Moore, who's a Democrat and a liberal, somebody I wouldn't trust as far as you can throw him, even though he's, a, you know, he's, you know, and I know some of you guys like that, and I don't, I, I don't trust the, the guy as far as I can throw him. Um, but it's interesting that in JD's research, and the attacks are coming against the church, right? And one of the things he said in his message was that the church, the the church is going to be the one, and, and specifically they say white evangelicals. I wish that they would stop that, but but that's what it says, um, is because we're, we're the resistance, you know, we are paranoid, you know, we, we don't trust the government because blah, blah, whatever. Um, but it's the church. It's the church that they're, they, they're trying to win to get on their side. While at the same time, the irony is they're trying to wipe out the church because the church is the one saying, no, we don't want this. We're going to be the ones resisting saying, hey, we don't want a one world government. We don't want the, you know, we don't want to worship the Antichrist, you know, um, none of this stuff. So the church, if you're thinking about it, they're trying to wipe out the church. Well, you know, here's the good news. The good news is that the church will be taken out of the world. Um, the rapture is going to happen at some point. Um, it may not happen. Maybe it will happen before the tribulation, mid or after. It doesn't, you know, none of us really know. I'm opting for before, but we don't know. And it, But it will be taken out. The church will be taken out. But the vaccine, getting back to that just for a second, um, it's experimental. Nobody knows the long-term effects of it. Um, and Barb sent me this article, and I thought, oh, my gosh. It, it actually wasn't an article. It's actually a video. Um, but just the idea um, of it, I thought I'd throw it out to you, just in case you haven't thought along these lines. And I'm trying to find where I put it at. Where did it go? Um, I'm in the wrong tab. There there it is. Um, and Randall, I'd love your thoughts on this. So let's just say you got the vaccine. And then all of a sudden, you decided that you wanted to be a blood donor. Okay? So you're giving blood um, because you're a nice person and you are a blood donor. Okay? Now let's say that the um, vaccine actually creates some problems in the long run for for people because they've done something to it, to whatever it is to affect you and stuff. Now, wouldn't that be a clever way to poison more people who didn't get it? So now there's this thing going, people are, are saying, is it okay to find out if I get, if I need a blood transfusion or I, I, I need blood for some reason, do I have the option to, t to get blood from somebody who did not take the vaccine? versus somebody who did. Now, it's an interesting question. And of course, the, the logical analytical part of me says, well, I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. If I needed a blood transfusion, I have some pretty serious health issues if that's the case, right? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like be really thinking along the lines of, hey, did so-and-so, you know, have, a, you know, the vaccine? And I'm not sure. I would probably wouldn't be thinking that, you know. Uh, but it's just an idea that the question is, let's say in five years, everybody that has had one of these vaccines all of a sudden get cancer or all of a sudden a whole like big 10 or 20 or 50% of people who got these vaccines all of a sudden start having some type of thing happen to them. I won't say stuff because I don't want to scare anybody, but let's just say something weird happened. And all of a sudden, they could tie it back to you getting a vaccine. But you know that you donated blood to somebody who didn't get the vaccine. And now, now all of a sudden, that blood is transmitted to somebody else. That would be pretty nefarious, don't you think? 
I suspect that in five years you won't be able to donate blood unless you've been vaccinated. Mm. But, just saying. Yeah, I see some people are saying they never thought of that. I, I didn't either. Neither did my friend Barb when she sent me that. <laughs> It'll be on your mind forever. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, thank you for tuning in. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> um, it, It's, you know, I mean... Not to be scary or anything, but the thing is, is we don't know. And and the reality is, let's say if you, you know, I was thinking about this too the other day, okay? This is how I work in my head. So if you want to be super paranoid, don't take any medicine from anywhere because you don't know who made it, right? You don't even know if it's a legit medicine or not, you know? I mean, did China make it? China. Did China make the medicine, you know? Um, and if so... How do we know it's not laced with something anyway? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't I shouldn't bring that up because now some of you who are paranoid about your health will be worrying about that. And, but, I mean, we could conceivably worry about everything under the sun if we wanted to. But we, we shouldn't because that's not biblical. God tells us not to worry and not to be afraid. Uh, and we should memorize scripture and that will help with that. But uh, anyway, just a couple of thoughts on that subject. Yeah. And then lastly, because we only got like five minutes left, um, Josh Duggar was released with strict, strict conditions on child porn images called the worst of the worst, according here to julieroys.com. A federal judge has granted former reality TV star Joshua Duggar release from detention as he awaits trial for child pornography charges. Um, and, I mean, there's really, you know, it says here um, that a agent, Gerald Faulkner, testified that images found on a secret hard drive on Duggar's computer were among top five of the worst of the worst that I've ever had to examine. He said he had images depicting sexual abuse of children as young as 18 months old. And uh, then, of course, it goes on to talk about how Duggar is the oldest child in conservative Christian mega family made famous by TLC's reality show, 19 Kids and Counting, blah, blah, etc. Anyway, sad, sad news. And um, unfortunately, I know a lot of people don't like to look at the reality of child pornography and all that. But what I can say is that... Um, it is not uncommon for babies to be abused that way. It's, it, it's straight from the pit of hell. And, um, I would urge you again, I don't know you, God knows you and only, you know, if you're involved in pornography at any level. My encouragement to you would be, if you are, to get help today, not tomorrow. Hang up the phone. Stop listening to this. Go get some help. There are places out there that can help you overcome pornography addiction. And it is overcomer. It, you can overcome it. It's not, it's not easy. Um, I mean, I was affected by child pornography because I was a child when pornography was used to abuse me. Um and it took me years to deal with those images that I, that, you know, were put into my head when I was a little kid. Um, you need to get set free from that if you're involved in it. And women and men are. And it's something that's not talked about in the church. And here's the thing. God knows. And he loves you. And he will help you overcome it. You know, um, Psalm 119 verse 9 I think it is, says, how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to your word? Um, you know, with all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. That's how you overcome pornography. Um, because honestly, frankly, it's the only way you can overcome pornography is by God's word. Um, but in order to do that, the Bible says that you have to confess your sins 
And if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So here's the thing. You know what? We don't talk about sin a lot, but I'm going to tell you that if you're somebody and you're struggling with that, please confess it to somebody so that you can get the help that that God can give you and you can overcome it. Um, you know, because God is good and his, he is gracious and he's merciful and he is somebody who cares about you in your mind. He doesn't want you to be tormented by whatever it is that you're struggling with. Um, he came to set the captives free. And that means from everything that holds us back, right? Any sin that we struggle with, God has the power to help you overcome it because of what Jesus did on the cross. It would have been a brutal mess that didn't warrant anything. There were a lot of crucified men that died by crucifixion, right? I mean, there's lots of people. Jesus wasn't the only person that was ever crucified, but he was the only sinless person that was crucified who came back from the dead, thereby conquering death and giving us the ability and the forgiveness of sins that we need to overcome the this body of flesh that we're in, that we struggle in, right? So take your sin seriously. Take it to Jesus. Take it to the cross. And when you slip up and fall down, repent and take it back and, and do it over and over and over until you are free from the sin which so easily entangles you. We all have something, right? So there's no shame in that. The shame is when you keep it hidden and you don't share it with people. That's how the devil gets you. The devil, you know, there's this old saying that you're only as sick as your secrets, right? And the reality is, is that I've worked with drug addicts. I've worked with, you know, as a therapist, I saw a lot of stuff. And you can look at a person and tell it, what controls them. You know, if it's drugs, if it's, you know, I saw earlier on my Twitter feed, there was a, a local guy, uh, a, a pedophile. The guy looked totally demon possessed to me. I was looking at his picture. I was like, oh, that guy's creepy, you know. But I was looking at it. I'm thinking this, this dude is completely addicted to porn. That's clear. Probably a drug addict as well. Um, and why? Because that's how they cope. And the devil does, he, the devil doesn't play fair, Right. He doesn't, you know, he, he's like, hey, taste this, but he doesn't tell you you're going to be addicted to it for the rest of your life and it might kill you, right? So I want to encourage you, take your sin seriously, repent, hide God's word in your heart, memorize it. Don't feel like you have to do it, you know, like perfect or whatever, just one baby step at a time. That's all it takes. Just one little baby step at a time. And, and above all else, know that God loves you, right? Jesus does love you. And whether or not anybody ever tells you that, or you think it's a trite statement, the reality is, is he knows everything about you. I was reading in Job today, and I encourage you to go read Job chapter 11. Go read Job chapter 11, J-O-B, Job Job chapter 11, go read Job chapter 11, and then go read Psalm 139. Because <laughs> I was reading Job 11, and then I, I was thinking, so much of Psalm 139 is in Job 11, and yet they were written by two different people, completely different time periods. Um, and yet the message about how God redeems us and who we are in him, completely in both passages, it was very, it was pretty cool that I saw that. Um, but if you, if you just take nothing else from this show, remember Jesus loves you. He really does. He can forgive you for anything that you're doing or you've done. He will not shame you and he will heal you if you just ask him to, right? Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Recovery can be a pain and it can be very long, but it's worth it because the alternative is death and you don't want that. So, um, so thank you for tuning in tonight. 
dealing with me and my uh, my bumpy beginning here. Um, and uh, tomorrow night, Randall and I will be back. Um, we, we won't kill each other. And Tracy, by the way, I got your message. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell Randall what it says after. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, you know, just remember that Bible News Radio is here. We are trying to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time. And that is the verses in the Bible. Go read them. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>